Joining us right now is somebody I'm pretty close to. He's my nephew of long standing uh, actor and uh, father and husband, and uh, really a good guy and somebody I'm proud to uh, call my nephew. Josh Charles joins us. Josh, how are you? How you doing, Uncle Stan? I'm doing okay. <laughs> It had to make me feel old. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Hey, before well, we... I'm old now, too, so yeah. I like to push it off yeah. on you. All right. Hey, before we get to talking sports, uh, what were you in Baltimore for this week? Tell our audience about that. Uh, I was here for the Baltimore homecoming event, um, which was, uh, I think, a huge success, uh, bringing back Baltimore natives, people who have any kind of connection to Baltimore, basically a big, giant reunion, um, getting them familiar with the city, um, just reconnecting them with the city and, and all the things that are happening here, the positive things that are happening. Um, Can I put you on the spot? Why weren't Craig Heist and I invited to that? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you I might guess they wanted some they, money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted talented people. I was going to say, hey, eventually the truth comes I'm glad, out. <laughs> I'm glad we weren't invited. No, but go ahead. You said it was, you said it was a great success. It was. I, I think it was a very good success, and it was the first year. So you know, there it, it's it's uh, it's been done in other cities, and um, and I think the idea was like, why can't we do it here? Uh, yeah. It's a great way to bring people back, and also you know, uh, hopefully you know, get them excited about the city and, and, and raise a lot of money. That can go to great great organizations that are all here doing fantastic work. I mean, we all love our city, but we know you know our city has some problems, like any city, and and ours are very specific to this city. And, and this is a great way to to get everybody reconnected. As a guy, for me, I feel like I'm always still connected. So it's it's less of a homecoming for me, but but um, for others, maybe more so because they're not here as much. Um, but still, really enlightening and, and and a great few days. I'm really tired from it, but it was great. As a guy who loves this city, uh, how much and and loves the baseball team in this city and the football team. and the football team. and the basketball I love all, team, the, all the teams. Right but now. but <laughs> what, what I'm saying though is, as a guy who who loves the baseball team, because uh, we see you from time to time at Camden Yards, uh, how much did this season hurt just watching it from afar, or even being here and maybe getting a chance to see a couple of games? Well, I mean, it, it hurt a great deal, obviously, because I, I also think it hurt more than anything. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. I mean, maybe I know how Stan feels a little more because we talk about it, but I don't know how you feel about it, Greg. But, but it, but, but it really, um, it, I think, because of it, it was surprising too. You know, I didn't think, not only that, I didn't know that we were winning the World Series this year, but I thought we were going to have a pretty competitive team with some of the pitching pitching additions we have made, and. Um, and so I was, I was more surprised by it and just how quickly it, it happened. Um, but in a way, because they were so bad and so bad from so early on, um, it, it, you're almost able to detach yourself from it a little bit, at least for me living away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to deal with it on a daily onslaught the way you guys have to. <laughs> but still, um, He's you laughing know, I don't mean to rub it in your us, face, yes. but... Say what? I said you're laughing sadistically at us. We were out there all well, the time. Well, no, I mean, I'm laughing because I feel your guys' pain, but yeah. I just mean I I was able to I, – I, I couldn't watch it after a while. I mean, I tried to, but it was just – it was like um, it was like watching a pony die, yeah. you know, slowly. Uh, um, and uh, really, really brutal, uh, brutal season. But uh, 
but I don't know. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what, what, what comes next. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like anybody else, like any fan, just really excited to see, um, cause we can't get any lower than that. I don't think not much lower. And I'm really sad to see Buck go obviously, cause he's, he's just been a baseball hero of mine pre Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, can't say enough of what he did for this franchise in the time that he was here. Um, and I, I wish he was staying, but I, but I also understand the other side of it that, you know, you have to make a clean slate here and with a season like that, there has to be repercussions and, and, and everybody needs to start from scratch. Hopefully the pieces we got from some of these trades and I know, you know, I know there's a lot of, uh, yeah. varying opinions about that, but hopefully we got enough quantity, uh, that some of these guys, and we have enough money stored up in the sort of international market that maybe we can make a few more plays we can start to build towards a start to build towards a nucleus of, um, of, of of making this team a winner again. I hope. Hey, Josh, I know you're not uh, an analytics guy, uh, profound analytics yes, I am. guy. Well, but I mean, you you also understand the heart a little bit. The yes. reason you were you came in this week, this Baltimore homecoming. You saw that the Orioles in the midseason, they signed Brooks Robinson to some type of ceremonial contract mostly. Eddie Murray's yeah. maybe a little bit more work in progress that he might help the team. Uh, your thoughts on Adam Jones and what he means to the city now or has meant and why it would not seem fitting to just jettison him for baseball purposes. We understand he's not the star he was, but he's still yeah. a more than serviceable player. How much does he mean to this town? I think he means a great deal. I mean, you know, um, you know, his consistency, his leadership, his personality. Um, you know this, hand, but I, I, I had almost always, um, I'd always wanted to meet Adam, and I had never met him until a couple weeks ago. I came in town and went to a game, and 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 brought my son and got to meet Adam, and he was just as just as advertised. Um, just really funny, charming, super intelligent, uh, great baseball mind. Um, and I think that's a really good point. I mean, you know, I know it, I know, you know, it, it certainly sounded this way from what I'd read and I don't know anything on the inside, just from what I had read in the papers and hearing you guys talk about different things that, you know, given that he didn't agree to a trade and with Duquette maybe looking like he could stay that perhaps, you know, this was just a foregone conclusion that Adam would be gone. And I, 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 as you, as you verbalize that and saying like, well, why, why, why does that have to be? So I think it's a great question. I don't know. I agree. You know, you talk about like, first of all, I don't know what Adam wants to do. Mm -hmm. I have no idea, you know, but I would imagine he would like to stay here if he could, um, given that he, he, you know, um, he didn't allow for a trade. I, I, I think he's committed, but but maybe he's not. I don't really know, you yeah. know. But I think if he is, then the point you're making is a very good one, which is, you know, we're not going to be that good for the next few years. Right? Yeah. Why not? Why not have him stay here? You know, if he's willing. I think I would I would welcome that. Um, but I'm not I'm not a baseball guy. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's reasons to not do that. I, I really don't know. Listen, but from if, a fan if, perspective, if, I think I would love it because. It would give us some consistency um, uh, 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 as, as we carry through to the next generation, you know. Yeah. And certainly, uh, in, in, barring a sort of turnaround, it doesn't seem like that's going to come from Chris Davis anytime soon. You know, it, all kidding aside, I know you're being facetious there about Chris, but all kidding aside, Adam Jones, if if Austin Hayes or someone, DJ Stewart, were truly re- like, you know, busting at the seams at AAA 
and boy, it's a foregone conclusion he's going to be next year's rookie of the year. There's nobody he's in the way of right now. So, yeah, I mean, so you're I, really I, talking I, I, about. I completely. You and I haven't talked about this, but you yeah. saying that is. That I think I agree with you. I yeah. completely agree with you, and I, I don't see. I mean, it checks all the boxes to me. Yeah. You know, uh, fans. Um, I mean, obviously, fans are reeling right now. Uh, all of us. This is just an unbearable season, and now you know we've lost. Buck and Dan, and I, I would guess from a fan perspective, you know, um, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to Dan, but I, I just mean I, I think fans are probably more upset about Buck just because he's such a more visual oh, leader. No question, no you know, question about it. Yeah. You know, um, and and, um, and and I would put myself in that camp, um, you know, because you know he he's just what what he's meant to everybody, not only you know on the field, but also just you know for fans and helping us with our identity and getting back into winning baseball and. Um, and also, I just really appreciate the way in which he talks. I love his honesty, and I'm going to miss that, you know, and yeah. his straightforwardness and, and his intelligence. Um, and hopefully they'll find somebody, you know, good. But I, but I, I think what you're saying, I, 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 I couldn't agree with more. I mean, and I, I haven't really even thought about it that much, but as you're saying it, it makes total sense. And do you hear anything? Is that even a possibility, or is it a foregone conclusion? Well, that's interesting. Gone? we got a guy named Tom Dooney, Doomy, who uh, watches my uh, after bird watching show, and he's watching. And he says, "Since Dan is gone, do you think Jones has a better chance of resigning?" And I would answer that I think the door is more open than it was with Dan Duquette here. I think Dan was, no pun intended, all black and white about cost versus productivity, plus standing in the way of the future and that kind of thing. I think there's a better chance that Adam Jones could but, resurface. But let me here. ask you this, though, Stan. I mean, we're talking about that based on the fact that Adam, you know, um, didn't allow himself to be traded, which is his right, right? right, right. And I don't fault him for that at all. Um, but at the same time, you know, that was given the context and circumstances of that situation and that time. Now, everybody's gone. It's a new slate. He doesn't know who's coming in as general manager, who's coming in as manager. What the how long the team rebuild is going to be? Does he does he want to stay? Well, <laughs> there know? was a time two months ago, uh, actually in early July, when the Orioles were in Minnesota. He was interviewed by Gary Thorne on a pregame extended five or six minute interview, and he said, "So, Adam, uh, you know, they talked about how hard this season's been for the team, the fans, and he said, so Adam, it's let's say it's uh, July twenty eighth." The club comes to you and wants to trade you. Would you accept the trade? And he mentioned that he's got the 5 and 10 uh, uh, right to turn down the trade. And he says, well, he goes, the ideal situation would be like Araldus Chapman. And then he started winking at the screen and said, you trade me to a contender, the chance to win a World Series, and bring me, and back. Bring me back. <laughs> and he said it three times. Now, there's yeah. been a lot of water under the dam since then with how Buck, I th- I'm not Buck, Dan, uh, sort of treated him, uh, especially at that press conference where he just matter-of-factly said the club is going in the direction of younger, of players. younger players and uh, I don't see any reason to bring him back, basically. Uh, that's possibilities changed, but I think Adam also now knows it's a total, total rebuild and he's got to make that decision, but I think you have to make that decision. And also, as you're saying, the people coming in will have to, you know, yeah. talk with him about that as well. Because you're right; if no one's busting at the seams ready to replace him, you have to ask yourself if you're letting him go and you have him here. And if if he does want to stay, which none of us seem to really know for certain yep. at this point now, 
then then the question is you'd have to ask yourself really honestly, why would we get rid of him? I mean, you yeah. you better be putting somebody in his place who's doing as well or better yeah. and have a you know as well and cheaper, right? Or better. And if we don't have that, then I think that that would be a great thing to do for the team. So that's before, my two cents. So before we let you go, and I told you we'd get you off in fifteen to seventeen. Minutes, yeah, no problem. Uh, I wanted to ask you, getting back to the Baltimore homecoming, how much was sports not on the docket to talk about, but how much internally did the folks that came in, like yourself, be like internally talk about? The Orioles' horrible season, the optimism around the Ravens right now. Is sports a, a piece of glue to the folks that are sort of expatriates of Baltimore? I, I think so without question. And and I also think, you know, one of the the, the first night of the event uh, was a talk between John Maroon and Cal. Uh, yeah. It was a conversation, you know, where Cal was interviewed and talked. And I think in, in some of the people from the, the Ravens organization were, were, at, were at a couple of events. Um and and I got to talk to their their chief counsel for a while, and and I think you know you do realize like I mean, sports it, 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 especially in a city where part of a lot of the discussions about Baltimore is the disparity, you know, the disparity in neighborhoods, the haves and the haves not, mm-hmm. the, the ideas of this, this this that's put out there. There's two Baltimores, and that one sort of been more neglected, and and how how do we bridge that, you know? And part of bridging it is is by for us as people, as 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 as, as, as just like human citizens, uh, I don't live here anymore, but I feel such a deep connection to it. Is to stop talking about it that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we're all we all have things in common, and one of the things we have most in common are these sports teams. Yep. And for for better or worse, it it, it is it is a um, it it is a thing that absolutely brings people together from all walks of life, from all parts of the city. And I know the Ravens are keenly aware of that, as are the Orioles. Yep. And I think the Orioles have done some fantastic things this year, you know. And I applaud them. I mean, the idea of, of um, you know, giving off those free seats uh, made to, me to the more kids, proud yeah. of anything the Orioles have done in, than in a long time, you know. And I think John Angelos and you know, and and and, and everyone else who, who came up with that should be applauded. It, it, it's an incredible thing that they did, and I hope that there'll be more things like it. And I know the Ravens have things in place that are similar types of ideas, you know, just in terms of like bridging the, 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 the getting the fans together, you know, I mean, I'm speaking for the organization. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, that that's my, my feeling that uh, whatever that is and the more that we can do it. So yes, I think that's a lot of the topic of conversation. Um, it's not all that there is obviously because there, there's bigger problems and there's bigger things to deal with, but at the same time, it's, it's a very important part. And, and, and some of it's also about, you know, I just, just repeating what I was saying, just the, the sense of sort of bringing people together. There's nothing that, that, that you see that when, when teams are here, and especially when teams are winning, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of collective, cohesive um, bonding that happens amongst the city of people from all different walks of the city and, and, and economic um, areas. And I think that's, that's, that's huge. So I, I don't think that can be ignored, and I think it should just be encouraged. Craig's got one more for I got, you. I got one more for you. This is the 20th anniversary, I believe. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, we forgot to, I forgot yeah. to even mention Sports that. Night. Sports yeah. night. <laughs> right. Now, I, as a guy who has spent uh, the better part of the last 30 years in newsrooms, I can tell you uh, just, number one, how much I love that show. Number two, mm-hmm. the, the way you guys all made it seem as realistic as possible as mm-hmm. to what actually goes on in a newsroom 
on deadline and putting that show together. Uh, and the only thing I was ever mad at you for uh, throughout the whole thing was the fact that you never introduced me to Felicity Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, well, she is married, so I, could, I don't know if that was going to help you very much. I don't know if Bill Macy would what he would it think looks about a lot, that. He looks a lot like Craig Heist from yeah, well, Shameless. Yeah. They, they all okay. do, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's been amazing. Um, in the last few years, I mean, Stan, you're joking earlier about feeling old, but yeah. I'm starting to feel old, too, because, you know, I... I um, you know, we just had, I think, at the 30th anniversary of Dead Poets Society, and I was talking to some of the castmates from that. And it's just, it's just incredible yeah. how time flies. And now, now the anniversary of Sports Night um, was such a great time. I mean, I think television has changed so much since when we were made Sports Night. Clearly, you know, and yeah. even then, and, and you can say even now. I mean, there's so much more content out there. There's so much more content providers. I mean, streaming and cable have really taken over and dominated and, and many say it's such a golden age of television that it's sort of surpassed cinema you know i mean i don't know if i agree with that and on, on every level but i think it's true that there is so much better television out there now than there ever was and i think that show was a little just ahead of its time in terms yeah. of being on a network at that time you know had it been on a different network at that time like an nbc perhaps it could have survived a little longer um but what it did was it allowed you to sort of make a show that has this sort of cult following now that never, you know, it, it never, it was able to jump the shark fully. <laughs> you know, it, it, and people never got to get sick of it. So it's always um, impressive to me how many people still love that show and know about that show and really recite that show uh, verbatim. But it was great. I mean, made great relationships from it. Still very close with Peter Krause and, and Josh Molina and, um, Felicity, I haven't seen in a while, but she came to see my play. I didn't get to see her afterwards because she had to run, but but uh, she's left me a nice uh, note. That's nice. And, uh, you know, just incredible people. Uh, fun show to do. Um, are, I think it's a the, credit to... Are the, residuals, are the residuals coming in? Or is that was that too <laughs> short a run? Was that too the residuals short for that show? Yeah, I, I think there are still residuals for that show. That's sure, awesome. I still get things for that show. But it's, I don't know. It's nothing you're going to live off of. Just but, pass, you know. pass the residuals for all your work to Craig Heist and I. You know, the jump change. <laughs> That's right. You know, the, the great thing about that show was that I, I'm, I'm thinking that there's probably not a lot of people who could actually relate to what you guys were doing on that show. And I almost equate it to, to like, remember the old police squad with Leslie Nielsen? There was just so much going on in that show that you had to be watching it so closely to get the humor of it all. And then, yeah. of course, those shows spawned the Naked Gun movies mm -hmm. and everything. But there were only six episodes of that show. And, mm -hmm. and you guys obviously lasted a couple of seasons, but... You know, I, I just think in a lot of ways, your show, Josh, it, while it was so good, especially for people who kind of get that part of the industry, you know, it, it maybe didn't resonate with certain people who watched it. Uh, well, clearly. I mean, it only lasted two seasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's a very good you know point. what I mean? You know it's what a, I mean? No, it's just. No, a, no, I know what you mean. But I, I think that, I think, well, I mean, I would just, I would look at it differently. I, I think that show also resonated with people who who weren't necessarily in your industry because of sort of, it wasn't even all fully about sports, you know, it, it, right. it, it also was an introduction for people, you know, in, in the sort of mainstream of Aaron and his work. And, you know, in our second season, he went on to create the West Wing and was doing both that second season. And that suddenly became, you know, not suddenly that became a huge hit and, 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 you know, many feel one of the best TV shows ever. So, 
I think it really introduced his voice to people. And I think the sort of, you know, the way Tommy Shlomi and, and his DP, Peter Smokler, who came from, you know, sort of Larry Sanders background of shooting the, the way we shot the show, which is a sort of hybrid for a sitcom, a lot of handheld, a lot of walk and talks and sort of getting that whole, I mean, Tommy really sort of put his stamp on, you know, visualizing Aaron's sort of, uh, you know, brilliant sort of words. Uh, but, you know what? I mean, uh, it was a great run. I mean, for me, it was it was it was a it was a perfectly fine amount of time. It was a great two years. Made great relationships out of it. I'm really proud of the show. Got to do some good work. Got to meet uh, and, and get to know all my all my Sports Center buddies now. Rich Eisen's a good pal, and, mm-hmm. and so's Overman. Yep. And uh, and 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 this and so you know I, I I look back on it with nothing but fondness, and I and I think. Uh, um, you know, people keep talking and tweeting me saying, "Hey, you know, why are you, why why isn't that getting rebooted?" You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, every, everything else seems to be getting rebooted. I'm not even sure. You know, what everybody's schedules. Everybody's so busy doing other things. You never know how that works. But um, it definitely never really got its sort of finest uh, finished. Uh, yeah. It got the finish sort of on its own terms. You know, it sort of was sort of taken from us. But it was a it was a good experience and. Uh, I can't believe it's been that long. Keith and I share the same birthday, January 27th, 1959. And there you go. We, we used to sit together at Yankee Stadium when I was traveling with the Orioles, and we'd, yeah. watch, we'd watch games together. It was great to sit next to him uh, watching a baseball game because he's, you know, obviously he's a baseball encyclopedia, but he had the greatest business card ever. What? He handed me one, and it just said, Keith Oberman, and at the bottom it said since 1959. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. That's really good. Like you, Stan, I think, yeah, I'm going to say, like, my uncle and Keith Oberman are two of the most, like, baseball-obsessed encyclopedia people that I know. It's always fun to talk baseball with you and him. Hey, Really be- cool. Before I let you go, I remember Will Gardner is the good wife. I remember Knox yeah. Over Street was your first major movie, you know, the yes. Poet Society. I cannot for the life of me – was your character Dan something in in Sports Night? It was Dan Rydell. Yeah. Dan Rydell. Dan, yeah. Okay. And what was Peter's character? Casey McCall. Casey McCall. All right. Casey McCall and Dan Rydell. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> listen, Dan Rydell. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for being on with us. Uh, Great talking of, to you guys. And bunch, let's 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 yeah. um, let's do it again soon. All hey, right. bunch of people wanted me to congratulate you on the birth of your second child, your, yours and Sophie's second child. Uh, Thank you, Uncle. Your daughter Nora. So uh, congratulations. Yes. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take Talk care. Talk to you soon. You guys. Thank you. See All ya. right. There we go.